don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to have some church. You can leave the volume open. You can leave it open. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all feel like singing this morning? Hallelujah. Let's, let's have some church this morning, y'all. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we're glad about it. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if we're live yet, but if we're not, why don't we just prepare the sanctuary for when we go live? Amen. Let's sing a little bit of these old time songs. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I'm on. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, I am on the battlefield for my Lord. And I promised, and I promised him that I would serve him, would serve him. Oh, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Can you sing it again? I'm on. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, I'm on the battlefield for my for my Lord, and I promised Him. Oh, I will serve Him. On the battlefield. That sounds like church, y'all. Can y'all sing it again? Oh, I am, I am on for my Oh, I am on battlefield for my And I promised said I would serve him. Come on in here. Oh, I'm on, on the battle for my Lord. Oh, I'm on for my Lord. Said I promised him. That sounds like church. I was serving him. Oh, That verse again. I was, I was, I was alone, and I was a sinner. I heard the voice of that. Here's what I did. I took. Can y'all stay right there? And I took. Said I took. Early one morning I. Oh, 
your home, your sanctuary. All in my house. say shine I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it shine oh shine so gonna let it shine 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 I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it shine let it shine let it shine that sounds like church y'all another one say
those hands together and bless the Lord. Come on and put those hands together and bless the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we're glad about it. Is there anybody at home this morning that can testify God is great and greatly to be praised? Hallelujah. Oh, he's in this house and I know he's in your house. We're here to worship the Lord this morning. God is a good God. This sound like church. Amen. This sound like church this morning. Amen. I pray, I pray that you feel that because we feel his presence in this house. I pray that you feel his presence in your house. Amen. 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 Deacon Ashley, come on and give us scripture and prayer before we take off again. Amen. God bless you. Galatians 1 verses 6 through 12. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But, but, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any, any other gospel unto you that which we have preached unto you let him be accursed as we said before so say I now again if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that have received let him be accursed but do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Join me in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you this hour of this day to say thank you. Thank you for being our God of love, our God of mercy, and our God of grace. We're thankful, Father, for you being in our lives. You are worthy of all our honor and praise and bless your holy name. We pray now, Lord, for your guidance and ask that you help us make smart and wise decisions. Show us how to function day to day with this pandemic. Please bless those that are sick and those that are afflicted, the poor and the bereaved. We ask for a special blessing for our medical providers, first responders, and all essential personnel. Please protect them in their comings and going. Bless the leaders of our nation, our state, in our city. Now, Lord, we thank you for our pastor. Please bless his wife and his family. Yes, God. We thank you for giving him vision, showing him a clear path to lead us. We pray that as he brings us your word today, that our faith and understanding will be strengthened. So you, so when we go into the world, we can share your word with boldness and effectiveness. Help us to worship and praise you with undistracted hearts and undistracted minds. We petition your throne, dear Father, for these and other blessings in your darling Son, Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen. God bless you. You know, in this world, we are finding out, we're finding out as we go through this pandemic that there are a few things that we can really, really depend on. A lot of things that we thought were firm and stable and secure, we're finding out that there are cracks in places, that there are things that have shifting sand underneath them and, and foundations that we thought were firm uh, have cracks in the foundation. But this we know. We have the blessed assurance this morning that Jesus Christ is ours. Amen. And so listen, if you're at home, I'm going to ask you to do what you would do if you were here. Stand to your feet. If you can, stand to your feet. We're going to sing a congregation, that's right, congregational hymn this morning. You're part of the congregational and our virtual audience. Stand if you can. Sing with us. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Era of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Come on, sing together. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a voyage of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. With my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. Praising my Savior. Verse two says, "Perfect submission."
God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in the Congregational Hymn for the morning. What a wonderful day of worship this is. What a wonderful hour to praise and thank our God for another day's journey. He's brought us through another week, beloved, and we thank God for he has not uh, forsaken us, but he continues to prove himself faithful. You ought to thank God that he is the faithful God that he is on this morning. Amen. 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 Listen, it's time for us to celebrate God now through our giving. We want you to prepare your gifts. If you've already given uh, this week, we thank you for doing so. If you've already dropped your tithes and your offerings off, we thank you for doing that. If you have not, certainly you have an opportunity to do that right now on the K Chapel app. You can give your tithes and your offering. Also, we want to remind you uh, that you can contribute to the paid fund. Remember, we are assisting our brothers and sisters who are in need right here in our own church. Uh, those who have been furloughed without pay, those who have been laid off or their hours have been decreased, uh, or if they are uh, self-employed individuals and have not been able to service uh, their clientele, we are assisting our brothers and our sisters. And so we invite you to give in that, off in that particular fund as well. I do want to also... I do want to also remind those of you who are in need, make sure that you go. Make sure that you go and apply. There, it, there are funds available set aside specifically for you. We don't want you to go without during this time. We don't want anybody losing uh, their house or losing any sleep because they're worried about losing their house. Amen. We're doing this for you because we love you. And so go online, make sure you apply and get the assistance that you need. It's giving time. The praise team is coming now.
precious Lord, we bring these offerings to you. Bless those, Lord, that were able to give and those that had a desire to give. Lord, lead us and guide us in taking care of these funds and to distribute them in the way that you would see that we need to do. In your darling son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for continuing. Uh, to support our ministry here at K Chapel. Listen, it's first Sunday, the first Sunday of May. Perhaps you forgot what we do on the first Sunday of May, but we wish all of our K Chapel members and those who are with us a happy birthday. If you have a birthday in the month of May and it's it, you're, this is your month, we want to wish you a happy birthday now. Can we sing that to them? Happy birthday to all of our May babies. Come on, let's wish them happy birthday. Happy. And I've got some special birthdays that I do want to recognize. My sister has a birthday this month, June. I know you're watching, so happy birthday to you. Also, uh, my Aunt Elaine, amen, up in, in, up in Illinois has a birthday uh, today, I believe. Today is her birthday, amen. So happy birthday to you, Aunt Elaine. God bless you. God keep you. I know you're watching, and so thank God for you. Happy birthday to all of our May birthday babies. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord one more time, amen. Now listen, if you're in Jackson, if you're in Mississippi, you may have seen the news on last night and you may have seen some gathering uh, going on up at the reservoir because it was Saturday and it was sunny and it was warm and all kind of people were everywhere. Hear me and hear me well. Sit down somewhere. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Sit down somewhere. This thing is not over. We need to take our precaution. Amen. And so if others are going, that does not mean that we need to be following suit. Amen, somebody. Amen. Keep your mask with you. Amen. I'm keeping my mask with me. As soon as I leave here, I put it on. Keep your hand sanitizer with you. Wash your hands regularly. Amen. If you don't remember the last time you washed your hands, it's been too long. Go wash them right now. We'll wait. Amen. Amen. Go and wash them now. It's been too long. Uh, but let's continue to practice those things that keep us healthy and whole. Practice social distancing. Let's make sure uh, that we are doing those things that make us, uh, and that also, watch this, that also recognize, recognize the labor of, of our healthcare workers. When we put ourselves in needless danger, uh, we are also exposing those who are helping us to be healed to needless danger. We don't have to do some of these things. And so if we really love our healthcare workers, if you really love your doctors and your nurses, uh, then let's do our part not to get sick. Amen. Amen, somebody. Y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning, but amen. I know I'm talking good anyhow. Amen. All right. God bless you and God keep you. Listen, we are getting ready for the word of God. I want you to continue to keep uh, our ministry in, in prayer. There are lots of things that we are working on right now. We will be launching here soon. Uh, our Sunday school, online Sunday school. Uh, we're working also to do some online children's church programming. Uh, we're working with our youth department to begin doing some check-ins and check-ups with our youth uh, online and virtually as well. So all of these 
uh, various ministries have been charged uh, to get their ministries up and online so that uh, we are making, keeping connected and keeping in touch uh, with all of our members. We want to make sure that we aren't just a Sunday morning uh, worship online experience, uh, but that our ministries are actually meeting throughout the, throughout the week. Our members are connected throughout the week. And so you will be hearing soon from our various ministries on the various platforms to make sure that Sunday School, Youth Church, Youth Children's Church, and various other ministries are also engaging uh, members of those ministries. We're looking forward to a great time. Also, there's some other things that are in the loop. I can't announce them right now, but I am confident uh, that the Lord is going to be using K Chapel in some marvelous ways in the near future, in, in the coming weeks. And so when we get all of the things uh, signed and, and know where, to where we're going, uh, you will see that God is using us in a mighty way uh, to bless the community. God bless you. Keep us in our prayers. Keep us in your prayers as the Lord will bless us mightily. Amen. Praise team is coming now before the word of God.
morning why don't you put those sanctified hands together in your house and bless him if you love him this morning oh how I love Jesus because he first loved me amen amen what a mighty good God we serve anybody love him this morning anybody know that the Lord loves you amen I love him and he loves me hallelujah glory to God now let the words of my mouth the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. From the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter number one, Galatians chapter one, read earlier in your hearing by Deacon Ashley, beginning with verse number six. These words are recorded. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Yeah, I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there. I want to talk about no other gospel. No other gospel. Although the times that we are experiencing now, and I want to thank you, praise team and members of the praise team and this staff, uh, these times that we are in right now are requiring us to use many of our younger members of the church to lead in this online worship experience that we've had over the last eight weeks these times just necessitate that we do just that. But I think I need to tell some of those who are in our viewing audience who are not familiar with this church that we worship intergenerationally. We're not a young upstart ministry. We are an old church. 140 years this year of our church's existence, which means that when it relates to our worship, we have deep roots. We can sing praise hymns, praise songs, but as this morning, we can go back and grab what got us over, what brought us through, and that upon which we still stand right now. We are an intergenerational church, a church that appreciates the longevity of the hymn and yet accepts the energy of the praise team. We are a church that attempts to blend the best of generations so that all of our souls are fed. We are a church that recognizes and appreciates the iterations of the Holy Spirit from the moaning of mothers on the front row to the miming of our youth 
from deacons lining a hymn to the liturgical dancers leaping for joy, from, from high church anthems to foot stumping gospels, joyful, joyful, we adore thee, to, uh, Jesus is on the main line. We experience a fullness in Christian worship traditions and styles that testify to the breath and the width of a living God who is not dead, but who touches the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls from all generations. This morning you have heard songs of faith. This morning you've heard songs of hope. You've heard songs that have been sung by Christians for generations. These are what the Apostle Paul would call psalms hymns and spiritual songs while they remind us of days gone by and inspire our hearts with sounds that locate our spiritual upbringing and heritage these songs do more than simply help us to simply reminisce but rather the attractional power of these songs reside in the fact that they contain the kernel of our faith and anchor us in the bedrock of the gospel no other gospel. I thought, I thought, I thought, Brother Ashley, that while we are not gathering together in one place for corporate worship, that we need it more than ever to be reminded of who we are and what we believe. Because if you are not careful, it's in situations like this when beliefs get muddled and messed up. It's in moments like this when beliefs start to blend and messages start to merge and doctrines begin to be de-emphasized, leaving people in an almost homemade religious gumbo comprised of a little philosophy and a pinch of metaphysics and a dash of New Ageism and a swig of Scientology and a splash of American nationalism all in a rue of, or of Orthodox Christianity. And this is what is called religious syncretism which is an amalgamation of different faith traditions. And the real danger, hear me, of religious syncretism is that syncretism does not ask you to dismiss your own beliefs. No, what syncretism does is it, does, it doesn't ask you to deny your own faith. No, it simply asks you to add a little bit to it, which means and seems like adding a little bit to it would be harmless enough because adding to it means that you can keep your basic base belief and just kick it up a notch. I can hold on to my core and just add a little seasoning here that is more reflective of evolved thinking and culturally relevant positions. The problem is that when you begin to add to the gospel, you inherently change it. When you start to add, to the gospel you make it different and I want you to be aware while we are away from one another of how easy it is that your increased time on screens and consuming media from different mediums can create subtle changes and subtle nuances to your faith Many of you are becoming more nimble and fluent in your use of social media and you're listening to more conversations, reading more timelines, having more discussions, all of which are good and great. But as you do so, make sure that you aren't picking up anything new along the way that inherently changes your faith. Because when you begin adding to your faith, understand that adding to your faith 
makes the suggestion that there is something about the gospel that is then incomplete. If you have to add to it, then something about it is insufficient. When, when you sit down and, and you start eating your greens and, and you say, give me the salt, That's, that's, because, that's because you've tasted it and something isn't quite right. You want something a little more kicked up. And, but, but when you start adding to the gospel, you are changing it. You're saying there's something wrong with it. It is not measuring up. It does not feel all that it should. And when you add to the gospel, you inherently change it is exactly what the Apostle Paul is addressing in dealing with those Judaizers who were infiltrating the church, teaching that added to salvation by grace must be obedience to the Mosaic law, namely the practice of circumcision. What they said was, listen, we're not going to mess with your Christian theology, but what we do want you to do is start practicing the law of Moses. Just add that to it because, because it seems like uh, the Old Testament is still relevant and, and we ought to be doing all that Moses says. So don't drop your, your, your Christianity, just add to it the law of Moses. And Paul said, no, when you start adding works to grace, you change the gospel. When you start adding flesh to faith, you change the gospel. When you start saying it's about what I can do and not relying upon what Christ did, you change the gospel. So watch the subtlety. They were not encouraging believers to abandon their faith. They were simply saying add more to it. And Paul said, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, listen, you, th there's no need of you adding to the gospel. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and also drink from the cup of demons. You cannot eat from the table of the Lord and also eat from the table of demons. You, you can't do both. You got to do one or the other, but don't add this to that. Paul writes an entire letter to the churches of Galatia addressing this type of syncretism, charging them to hold on to the gospel. I thought this morning would be a good morning while we meet online that we stay connected to the main line and hold on to the gospel. The gospel. The euangelion, that Greek word translated good news, the gospel. When Jesus says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, the euangelion, to preach the gospel, the good news to every creature, Jesus is saying, go and tell the good news. But what is the good news that he is commanding to be preached? What is the good news that is to be broadcast throughout the world? What is the good news that he expects for you and me to carry to the uttermost parts of the earth? What is the good news for which disciples have ended up martyrs? What is the good news for which disciples were willing to disrupt governments and be charged with turning the whole world upside down? What is the good news? And if it's so good then why are people so apprehensive about sharing it and receiving it? If it's such good news, perhaps one of the reasons people aren't so eager to accept the good news is because they really don't believe that there's any bad news. <laughs> yeah, think about it for a moment. There's less appreciation for the fact that all news is not good news. But there is some bad news that you must give attention to and must be convinced of if you are going to accept and share 
Good news, yeah, tell your neighbor, there's some bad news. There, there is some bad news, bad, bad news, newsflash, bad news, number one, bad news, all are guilty of sin. That, that, that's the bad news. All are guilty of sin. You cannot get around it. All are guilty of sin. You, you at home, you are guilty of sin. The person sitting next to you, they're guilty of sin. The ones on the floor right now, they're guilty of sin. Everybody in this sanctuary this morning, we are guilty of sin. The preacher in this fancy robe is guilty of sin. It does not matter how good you are. All of us are guilty. And the Bible says, for all have sinned. I know a lot of us like to say, y'all have sinned. But this says, all have sinned. That means I have, you have. All of us have sinned. And all of us come short of the glory of God. That's the bad news. All of us are sinners. No need of you. No need of you. No need. Hold down. Your, hold, put your head down because your nose is too high in the air. You, you've been thinking too highly of yourself. You too are a sinner. I know you're saved now. I know you do all right now. But even on your best day, you're still a sinner saved by grace. We all have sinned. Bad news. Bad news. Number two. Bad news. The wages of sin is death. That's the bad news, Romans 6 and 23. Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death. In other words, sin has a penalty. Sin comes with a price tag. Sin leads to eternal damnation. Bad news, bad news number three. I know you don't want to hear this one. Bad news number three, there is a place called hell. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know you don't want to hear that. There is a place. That's bad news. There is a place called hell. And according to Jesus and the account of Lazarus and the rich man, people in hell will experience a number of things. They will experience utter darkness. They will experience the gnashing of teeth. They will experience weeping. They will experience burning fire. They will experience unquenchable thirst. They will experience eternal separation. They will experience loss of human contact. I know, I know, I know, I know we like to think that we've evolved in our thinking and that hell is just a scare tactic to keep people straight walking and doing right but according to the scripture and to Jesus the bad news is that hell is a real place a real place reserved for unrepentant people and once there hear me my brothers and sisters once you're there you don't get out once you're in hell there, there is no there is no weekend pass. Once, once you're in hell, there, there, there is no come by, nobody bailing you out, Pat. There is nobody posting your bond once you're in hell. There, you, you, you locked up! And it is not a figurative speech. It is not allegory. It is not symbolism. But it is the bad news that awaits the unrepentant soul. Bad news, here it is, bad news. If you are not born again, then hell awaits you. I know I hear y'all at I hear y'all at home right now. Reverend, why are you talking about hell so much? Don't you know we on 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 online right now and we got thousands of people watching. If you keep talking about hell, you're gonna turn people away. But but I need you to understand, I need you to understand that Jesus didn't shy away from talking about hell. I know it turns a lot of people off, but and there are a lot of movements that suggest that the gospel as we know it is too narrow in its theology, too judgmental in its teachings, too exclusionary in its language, and too punitive in its conclusions. But I cannot change, hear me, I cannot change what the gospel says in order to fit my likings. I cannot change what the word of God says in order to accommodate my feelings. I cannot change the good news because I don't like the bad news. So if that's the bad news, Ian, then what's the good news? 
that Jesus wants us to share. First, since the bad news is that all of us are seeing, the good news is that Jesus provides forgiveness for all sin. For the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the good news, beloved. If you confess your sin, we just covered the fact that all of us have sin, but the good news is that if we confess it, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What do you mean confess your sin? That means that you simply say, God, I recognize that I'm not living right. I have not been living right. And, and there are things that I've done in my past that, that I should not have done. There are ways that I've thought in my past that I should not have thought. There are places that I've gone that I should not have done. And not only are there things that I've done, there are things that I should have done that I did not do that make me a sinner. There are things that, watch this, my nature itself, I came out of the womb a sinner. And so even before I did anything, I was already a sinner. The good news, y'all, is that the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all. This is spiritual, y'all. This is, this is spiritual work. This is heart work. This is soul work. This, this is spirit work. This is the work that you must do inside of yourself and get right with God. Mm. That's the good news that whatever I've done, that Jesus can forgive me. There's no sin that I've committed that Jesus' blood cannot cover. There, there, there's, there's no sin that I've committed that, that Jesus' blood cannot redeem me from. There's no sin that I've done that the Lord can't rescue me. There's no mistake that I've made that keeps the Lord from making me a new creature in Christ. That's good news because that means that I'm not too far gone that God can't save me. I've not done so much that the Lord can't redeem me. I've not gone too lost. I'm not lost too lost that God cannot find me. I'm not too damaged that the Lord cannot deliver me. I'm not too sinful that the Lord can't save me. I'm not too bad that the Lord can't bring me out of darkness into his marvelous night. I'm not too much of a devil that God can't deliver me. Jesus said, that's good news. But there's more. There's more good news for a while. The bad news is that the wages of sin is death. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 6 and 23. The bad news is that if I continue to live a life of sin, leads, that leads to everlasting destruction. But the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life. The gift of God. If that, that means if I turn my heart to God, if I turn my mind and my spirit to God, and I say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to be your child. I want you to be my father I want you Ali as you sang this morning to lead me to guide me I want you to be my leader when you say that to God the record is is that his gift to you is then eternal life that means that when our physical bodies die that we will not experience the second death because your soul will live forever in the fullness 
of God's blessings. Jesus said it like this in John 5 and 24. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Watch that, y'all. Has passed from death to life. In other words, when I die, I don't die a second death. I go from death right to eternal life. And the way to eternal life has been declared in scripture, Romans 10 and 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. My brothers and my sisters, the good news is that the Lord wants to save us. He wants us to be with him and live with him forever. That's the good news that he in fact has prepared a place for his children to take their eternal reward. Jesus says to his disciples as he makes his preparation to go back to the father in heaven he says I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, where I am, where I am there you may be also. The Lord has a prepared place where we will be with him forever. It's a place called heaven. A place called heaven where there is no darkness. A place called heaven where the old church said the wicked shall cease from troubling and the weary shall be at rest. A place called heaven where we shall behold him and worship him forever. A place called heaven where we will join with the great cloud of witnesses. A place called heaven where everything that's wrong with our bodies down here will be exchanged for glorious bodies up there. A place where the songwriter said every day will be howdy howdy never goodbye. That's the good news beloved and that is the gospel. And Paul challenges the church to stand fast on the gospel don't waver don't wobble on the gospel don't add to don't take away from the gospel and here is the dire warning for those who do so for those who add to take away from or change this gospel Paul says listen to verse 8 he says but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you let him be a curse as we said before, so now I say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. That's a bold statement. And it's not one that plays well in this postmodern world that teaches us the tolerance over truth. Accursed is a hard saying in this pluralistic society that values multiple paths over the straight and narrow way to the Savior. Accursed is a difficult turn to accept in our evolved thinking where popular theology places everybody in heaven and does away with the reality of hell. You, you know, you know pop, pop culture has everybody in heaven. Everybody goes. Everybody got wings watching over us. No matter how they live. Every, everybody's up there. Amen. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You know it's some folk. Amen, lights. Ain't going to get too deep, but, well, anyway. <laughs> but we put everybody in heaven because that's, that's what we like to think. I believe the reason why Paul uses such strong language here is because he understands the great harm and the danger in preaching another gospel. 
The souls of humanity are damned if we preach another gospel. The world is on its way to hell in a handbasket if we preach another gospel. And Paul charges the church to stick with the gospel as it has been given to us by revelation of Jesus Christ because the gospel is good news. It was this gospel that caused a man named Nicodemus to come to Jesus by night asking him, how can a man be born again? It was this gospel that made a woman at the well drop her pots and go back home telling everybody, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Is this not the Christ? It was this gospel that caused a Philippian jailer to cry out, what must I do to be saved? It was this gospel that made an Ethiopian eunuch to say, here is water, what's keeping me from being baptized? It was this gospel that was preached on the day of Pentecost when 3,000 souls were saved. It was this gospel that put running into the feet of Philip. It put singing into the heart of Silas that touched the murderer named Saul and turned him into an apostle named Paul. It was this gospel that caused Martin Luther to nail his 95 theses on the door of Wittenberg Castle Church in 1517. It was this gospel that gave a preacher, another preacher named Martin Luther, to the courage to preach about love over hate, blessing your enemies and not retaliating with violence. It was this gospel that fueled an American movement of social equality through non-violence. It is this gospel, y'all. The gospel of salvation by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is this gospel that reminds us that we are not saved or kept saved because of our own goodness or our own righteousness or our own holiness. For we are reminded that our righteousness is as filthy rags before a holy God. Listen, we can't do enough to keep ourselves saved. We don't have enough good in us to make ourselves saved. The gospel says. The gospel teaches that it's Christ and Christ alone. We're saved by his blood and there is no other gospel. Why is there no other gospel? I'll tell you why. There's no other gospel because there's no other name. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven whereby men shall be saved. There is no other name that causes demons to tremble. There is no other name to which every knee must bow, no other name to which every tongue must confess. There is no other name that calms my fears, no other name exalted above the heavens, no other name exalted in the earth. There is no other name worthy of honor, no other name worthy of praise, no other name that can save our souls. There is no other name that can make one whole, no other name can dry your tears. No other name can calm our fears. No other name can lift our heads. No other name can raise the dead. And I believe that's why the songwriter said there's just something about that name. There's something about that name. The name of Jesus. We call his name because it's under, it's by that name. It's through that name that salvation is a gift given unto man. And whosoever, hear me, whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus shall 
be saved. Did you hear me? That's, that's gospel. Whosoever. That means, watch this, y'all. It's open to everybody. It's open to anybody. Whosoever means you can call his name. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter where you've been. Does not matter what you've done. Does not matter where you're watching me right now. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to invite you this morning, if you have not called on that name, call on his name this morning. His name is Jesus. We know him as Mary's baby. The lily of the valley. The bright and the morning star. Our rose of Sharon. His name is Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Jesus. Call him. Jesus. There's something. There's something. About. About that name. Master, Savior, Savior, Jesus, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Why don't you call him? Mm, Jesus, mm. Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. King. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. There's something. But there's something mm. about that name Jesus Jesus come on call him y'all Jesus what's his name Jesus there's something about that name why don't you make him master this morning Master, Savior, Savior. What's his name? Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus. earth proclaim kings and kingdoms will all, will all pass away but there's something but there's something about that name now listen listen if you want salvation if you want the gift of salvation let me lead you there right now simply pray this prayer in your heart say father 
I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I want you to be my father and I want to be your child right now on this day I open my heart to you come into my life make me a new creature I've tried to do life on my own but now I want to do it according to your way save me I believe that Jesus is your son I believe he died on a cross for my sin and I believe he rose again from the dead and right now by faith I accept your gift of eternal life thank you for becoming real in my life and in my heart now help me God to live for you the rest of the days of my life in Jesus name amen now listen if you prayed that prayer if you prayed that prayer beloved I want to thank you and invite you to the body of Christ I celebrate your salvation right now and listen I want you to do one more thing there should be a number at the bottom of your screen I want you to call that number there's a counselor there waiting to hear from you waiting to talk to you pray with you and and give to you some next steps in how you can live out your faith if you want to be a part of this church family how you can connect with us that person is waiting to talk to you right now don't let this moment slip you by if you call and it's busy call back keep calling until you get someone because they want to talk to you and i want them to talk to you too god bless you and god keep you i'm celebrating your salvation i'm celebrating your membership uh, with us here at k chapel we love you and thank you for making the decision right now to follow christ and become a part of us here at k chapel amen Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Deacon Ashley, for being with us this morning. Thank you again, all who are here. Thank you to our team in the back. Uh, they come all the time, our business team, finance team. Thank you so much for all of the work that you do. To our custodial staff, always uh, doing a fine job. There are a few people meeting here, but after they meet, I tell you, our custodial staff is going right behind them, spraying down everything. Amen. I thank God for them. Amen. Being dutiful while, while we're away from each other. God is good and greatly to be praised. We love you. We thank God for you joining us this morning. We pray that God's blessings would be upon you this week, that you would stay safe, that you would stay home, and that you would do those things that will keep you healthy and whole. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Go in peace.